Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The call... Of Cthulhu. Experience the unknowable horror and black comedy of Nerdy Show's Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, an RPG audio drama. Find it at CthulhuMystery.com or wherever you procure fine podcasts. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Friends, family, and well-wishers, welcome once again to Studio 6. In Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Pie Cast. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And welcome to episode 74 of all the pop culture snarky goodness we've been delivering to you for the past 73 episodes. Can we back up just a second? <laughs> just, yes. a, just a couple of steps. So you started this show <laughs> by addressing. Friends, family, and well-wishers? Yes. So you have no greetings for those who may be ill-wishers? No. Uh, no. I guess they wouldn't be listening. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. It'd be a, it would be a wasted greeting It's because an ill-wisher wouldn't be listening to this. Well, okay. And all my ill-wishers uh, know for a fact that uh, they're all dead to me anyway. Let's talk about all of your well-wishers <laughs> or all your ill-wishers this month. Let's name oh, them all. Oh, my God. Middle initials. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. Uh, Home addresses were applicable. I guess this could be a twenty-four hour uh, episode, marathon episode. Yeah, uh, we should do a thing for charity where we stream live for all twenty-four the people, hours. All the people who don't like me. <laughs> no, we just stream. Li- you can tune in. There's no playback. No, right. there's nothing is recorded. So, like, if you don't it's hear it, just when it's live, all live. And we wait, and we get to like three thirty in the morning. Uh-huh. We just pull out the dossiers. It's just right. the names and social security numbers, and uh, <laughs> addresses, bankruptcy history, and all, all of the important information about everybody. Uh, that we wish ill upon. And then we can say, yes. like, oh, no, I, if anybody ever gives us any kind of grief about, like, talking shit, we can be like, no, we did that publicly. 
where were you at 3.30 a.m. on Christmas Day? Because right. <laughs> we were airing all of that laundry. Right. Uh, yeah. You know what? If you would like to hear us uh, do a full list of all the people <laughs> who we don't like and don't like us in return, then shoot us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. That's epicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, don't email us. That's not We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. No, we absolutely will not. But we love your emails. We got an email last month about uh, uh, shaming me about uh, rhyming ghost with ghost. It wasn't. Look. You shamed me. No, she did not shame you. No, she did not. No, no she, she was pointing not. out that technically. Yes. There's, there's two sides to this thing. We were right. talking last month about how you were giving me some grief. Right. A thing that you've given me grief about a number of times over the years right in my song boo i'm a ghost yeah. i rhymed the word ghost with ghost which which this, for the record i happen to love this song great that makes one of us <laughs> this listener pointed out that technically speaking if you use a word to rhyme with itself that's not a rhyme mm. like you can't rhyme ghost with ghost because technically a rhyme is two words that sound alike right They're both homophones got it um so that's that's one part that took down what your is, argument. Is there is there a thing that is that a thing that's called like it's not a homophone but it's a I'm prose. certain there is but Okay. I have a very limited education in all things and this being one of them. Oh, no, you're you're my you're so my go-to grammar person. It was a, I know but I you should you shouldn't go to me because I make up half of this shit just because I know nobody's going to check me on it. No, it's I actually did retain a lot of the grammar rules. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Andrea Nett and Peter Nett of Corning High School. Now, it was a two-prong attack because yeah. this fan pointed yeah. out that technically, and, yeah. and got you, this is very much just a mechanical technicality. That, yeah. that makes it not a rhyme. Yeah. I am also building upon that by saying, to just speak to what it was that you had in mind, there is no instance in that song of me ending a bar with ghost and ending its paired bar with ghost. There's no couplet where both lines end with ghost. Well, not the way you write it. Well, no, but not the way any... Person who writes, I wrote it out. I wrote it the other uh, the other day in my Apple sort of like uh, notepad, mm -hmm. and uh, I I ended a line with ghost, and I ended the second line with a ghost. You know, you know, you have a fan uh, right now who is taking your music in particular, and I'm sure other artists as well, and like pitching them up and down and putting them on YouTube. Oh yeah. And shout out to uh, Lucy Duncan for <laughs> Lucy, oh, girl, you got way too much time on your hands. That's all I'm saying. Right. This, this pandemic is is taking you to some dark, dark places. You're going to talk. <laughs> Let me tell you something, though. Hold on. In Lucy's defense, you're about to spend a couple of hours talking nonsense of bullshit with a shut in in Queens. So one could make the argument that you have too much time on your hands, too. Fair point. That's okay. a fair point. I'll I know. Take I'll take the hit. I could make a list of 20 things I would do before getting on a train and visiting a, a creepy shut-in who screams <laughs> at furniture in Queens <laughs> to talk about nonsense in front of his toys. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I want to say one more thing about rhyming philosophy. Because sure. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, I do. I do right I've now. Always, a big thing that I've always done when I, when I write rhymes is that I try... I shouldn't say always, but in the past several years, I try to not repeat any nouns, verbs, adjectives, or adverbs in a song. I don't. Right. I, yeah. I, I try that if, if I use a word once, I don't use it again. It should be a challenge that I can use synonyms or a different way of saying a thing. But it also sounds like lazy rhyming when it becomes apparent that, well, you know, you said horseback in the first verse. You said horseback in the second verse. Like, why? 
why didn't you say something yeah. else? I don't know why horseback was the phrase that I, I chose for this. Um, <clears throat> I have this new song that I just finished for Patreon where I, I decided to uh, let that go. And I think that throughout the course of the song, there are like nine appearances of the word back. I just, I just didn't even care. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to write this one free from the restraints that I put upon myself, free which is the, the way I spin it to make it positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And reali- realistically, it was just lazy writing. Or we'll see. Time will tell. But then okay. I went hog wild on it and did it a lot throughout the song. And now I'm publicly talking about it. So when everybody hears it, like, Schaefer fell off. But no, this was a this was an artistic decision. It I wasn't. Mean. It was a, it was an active choice on your part. <laughs> <laughs> but again, and I will say this, and I cannot say this enough. Who cares? Who? Well, what? I mean, I do because I asked. Oh, I asked. Did a you? I don't know if you asked a question about that. <laughs> I just went on to a tangent to talk about my <laughs> microphone project. <laughs> Nelson Lugo, welcome to August. How are you doing? Uh, I am okay. I'm okay. Sensational. Yeah, I know. I think I think uh, my wife and I and our dog are sort of weathering this uh, pandemic uh, as best we can. You know, I don't think I think I think we're doing we're doing okay. Like there are just some things that we just really really miss and wish we could be doing, but we just can't because new york city is still relatively locked down for the most part you know um the other day well last weekend um my wife's mother my Mm mother-in-law came to visit and it was the first time she had come to visit since oh geez i can't even remember i can't remember the last time but she came over and uh, uh, I had to teach her her new smartphone, how to use oh. her new smartphone, and and we actually had lunch. We found um, a restaurant in our neighborhood that has outdoor seating, and you know they're very sort of like following all of the COVID protocols. And we 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 uh, used anti uh, we used um, the anti the hand what do you call that the antibacterial hand lotion stuff sanitizer. Thank you. We use hand sanitizer. <laughs> Uh, and we actually had a very lovely brunch. It's a good thing you were helping her with her smartphone and not finish a crossword. <laughs> you <laughs> no, had a lovely I, brunch in the I, neighborhood. You didn't, so you walk. You got to walk there. You didn't have we, to. Yeah, exactly. We got to walk, and we had we had a lovely brunch and delicious food, and then we got to come back to our place. And it was the first time since all of this went down. And I think afterwards, my my wife and I just kind of remarked about like. Like how much we miss that, how we, how much we miss just being with people, how much we miss like just going out and doing a thing. And I haven't seen a movie in a theater for since before the new year. And I'm, I'm going stir crazy, you know, and there's a, there's a movie opening up next week, I think, or in a couple of weeks, the new mutants movie. Yeah. And, but it's not opening in New York. No, no. I can't watch I it. I thought that there was a theater over in like Hudson Yards, like the era. Maybe it was a chain. AMC's were going to start announced maybe boldly a month ago that they oh. were going to start. Maybe I have, there was a I backlash heard, and they, they changed their mind about that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard at all. Yeah, I saw like I saw ads on television for the new movie, yeah. movie and I was, I, I I was like a dog that yeah. had a weird sound. I was like, is this an ad for a movie? Is it ad for a movie in theaters, not streaming? That can't be right. Uh it was. Yeah, and I feel like I really I I'm feeling FOMO for this. I feel like I'm missing out and it's 
it's a new mood. It's a new mutants movie. It's like I've never really been that big of a fan of the X Men franchise movies, mm-hmm. um, but for whatever reason, this one, like just because I, there's no way I can see it on release. It just feels. I don't know. I miss going to the movies. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I did a live stream show yeah. um, a week ago with uh, the Mount Nerdcore crew, which that's yeah. not our name anymore now. We're no. the Four-Eyed Horsemen. The Four-Eyed Horsemen, So yes. it was Megaran, Lars, Front a lot, and then we had a special guest, uh, Lex Lexicon artist, and uh, oh, shout out to that just epic name drop I just did. <laughs> so we did, our, we did our live stream show, and at the end, there's a Zoom chat with... Um, fans that buy tickets at a certain tier or whatever like sure that. so we had sure. a zoom chat with 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 the fans and we're all doing very similarly to what we're about to do now talking about things that we miss things that are um starting to take a toll on us yeah. after, as as this pandemic drags on and on and on and everybody was going through and they were they were talking about these things and i think it was lex specifically was like she had bought she was supposed to go on a trip to europe later this summer yeah, and she I vaguely remember that tickets for a concert, and she was so frustrated that you know obviously everything had to get canceled. And she says like the thing everybody kept talking about like what are you going to do when when this is over when the world's open again? And they all had like very big plans like you know Mega Rand and his wife Rachel were gonna they want to go on a trip somewhere and Lex is like I I want to go to Europe I just want to travel I want to see as much of the world as I can being shut in has made me feel like how much that there is out there that I haven't had a chance to explore. Everybody gave these like big kind of yeah, ambitious yeah. answers and yeah. they got to me and I was like, I just want to go to the fucking movies. Yeah. I don't even yeah. care. I would watch 90 minutes of Adam Sandler farting and I would stand and applaud at the end of it <laughs> because that I, I realized like that is, I mean, there's a lot that, you know, that we've all had to sacrifice and that's a lot of things that we miss, but I've just realized how important that was, especially to understanding the passage of time, specifically summer. Yeah. Summer's always historically been a time that you and I go to the movies and see lots of big budget popcorn fodder. I was just about to mention this in that, in that the biggest, the biggest thing that I really, really miss are the summer movies you and I go to see. Yeah. And it's, it's always a thing that we do. We, we pick, we pick like a, like, I don't know what, three or four of the summer's blockbusters are usually comic book movies. And we sit in silence eating popcorn, gasping and ooing and eyeing and cheering and booing at the screen. And it's like, I miss that. I, and that, I, I yeah, that's a thing that like defines it as summer. Yeah. Like you, when you, the smell of a movie theater lobby and then you go and you watch Hugh Jackman shoot lasers out of his dick at somebody <laughs> and then afterward you you go and you talk about it in a bar and maybe like in the coming days you stop by some department store just to walk down the toy, toy yeah, aisle yeah, yeah. and see all of the like merchandising for that movie and all that shit's gone and because of that that has really made it feel like there hasn't I mean aside from like the crushing heat this has made it feel like there isn't a season here yeah. it's just there's just a year <laughs> <laughs> like in a normal year, if, by the, if I blinked my eyes and it yeah. made it to the end of August, I would start feeling sad. Like, oh my God, summer's already almost over. Yeah. It doesn't matter now because there is no such thing as summer. Right. Nothing matters. Yeah. Because I can't go watch Adam Sandler fart for 90 minutes. Yeah. I, I was actually talking to Lisa the, the just yesterday about just like how the simple act of just going to the movies... And the fact that I haven't been able to do it, we haven't been able to do it as a couple, is just, I don't know, it's a little sad. Yeah. It's a little sad. And the thing is, like, my, my wife and I do not like the same movies, like, at 
all. So finding a movie that we would both want to watch together enthusiastically, that Venn diagram crossover mm-hmm. is, you know, fairly narrow. And so... Well, it's got to feel like such a victory for both of you when you find something that fits into that little sliver that of the Venn diagram. Yes, 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 yes. You can both agree that... And and more often than not, they're period dramas. Sure. <laughs> I think because because <laughs> it might be like a kind of story that she leans to and you're just like, fuck it. Look at all the cosplay. Right. It's such expensive, high budget cosplay. It's such expensive, high budget cosplay. They use old time um, phrases and they have. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm now missing. I miss stuff that I didn't even like before. What? Like Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> okay. Um, I see what you I, I kept thinking like I was remembering how I used to. I mean, probably a year ago at this time, I would probably talk all misty-eyed about how one of my favorite things is getting out of plans. When right, I, getting out of plans. Getting yeah. out of plans, because I don't like being social. I don't sure. like people. I don't like going out. I don't like making small talk. I don't like any of it. And now, the idea of like having some obligation to go catch up with somebody that I wasn't even that good of friends with before <laughs> and sit in a bar and pretend like I care about their career aspects sure, or the new sure. apartment they moved into... I would listen to somebody whose name I don't even fully know. I would listen to them tell me the details about about Pete, that annoying new intern at work. And oh, I swear this kid is just gonna be the end of me. Wow! I, I would listen to I would listen to that bullshit story and be like, another round, it's on me. What is that Pearl Jam on the jukebox? This is hell, but I love it. Uh. Another so I, another thing that I would yeah. speaking of things that I that that I didn't like before that I miss now, I would love and this is going to be a shocker to you, I would love to go to a burlesque show, and by a burlesque show I mean Who the like fuck hold are on, you hold on even like you know there's like tears of burlesque yes a shit burlesque show Oof. with shit costumes and a dirty venue and a bad sound system and bad ideas being executed by self-important under-talented performers like who like a week ago like dissolved their rocky horror troupe right yeah exactly <laughs> i would love i would i would love i would just love and be like oh my god is this a burlesque tribute to seventh heaven i cannot wait to go watch this watch these Ecdesiasts translate this pop culture treasure. Oh my goodness! And you know nobody's done a tribute to this before, so this is gonna be. Uh, yeah. I would, I would fucking love for that show. I would stand and applaud. Uh, I would give genuine praise. To I the would cast. I would spend top dollar to watch amateurs do a themed burlesque show to uh, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. Even in a pandemic, you couldn't pay me. To watch a fucking burlesque show. Oh, yes, I could. No, you cannot. I wouldn't have to. I would be able to convince you to go to that. No. no because it would be so novel now. No. To do I that. don't. I We're don't going to go on a roller coaster first. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's, I mean. It's, wait, is the roller coaster in Coney Island? No, it's the MTA. You lost me. I still haven't been on the subway in five months. Um, I've been on the subway and it is, to my shock and awe, um, Pretty damn calm, serene, and for the most part, 99% of the time, people are wearing masks. Great. 
it's not i mean i'm sure the ridership has to be way down oh immensely down and they they now clean the cars every night yep every least, night every night they, they get they post, a hose down at least they posted a picture well, of them hosing it down once well like, like nobody's in there with like hand towels wiping anything they're literally in there with like pressure washers hosing the fuck down you know in san francisco yeah the public transportation system bart the bay area rapid transit train sure which is their version of the mta um i don't know if things have changed over the years sure but when i was last there the trains the train cars are carpeted oh <gasps> nice what do you mean nice you oh. can't hose that shit down and that just means there's just there's just upholstery everywhere to absorb all of the urine oh, wait. and vomit oh. and feces and spilled spaghetti. Ugh. Uh, Sp- carpeted. Spaghetti? Carpeted. It's horrifying. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure they're not cleaning those. Days. I don't think they're... Last time you were in the Bay Area was, what, 20 years ago? Um, no, it was um, November. You wrote the BART in November? I didn't ride the BART. When was the last time we were in the BART? I, I love how uh, powerfully you keep uh, expressing it. Uh, that would have actually been in August of last year. And it's still carpeted. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. I thought it was nice at first because like, ooh, fancy. But then once I'm going to kick my shoes yeah. off and just rub my yeah. toes. Yeah. And, but then you started like, no. you know, no. bringing reality in. And now I'm thinking it's just fucking gross. No, it's, uh, it's uh, terrible. It's uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, other cities' public transportation networks would you like to de- examine and deconstruct here today on episode 74 of the Epic Podcast? You know what? Send us an email of the thing that you most miss because you're having to sort of socially distance and a thing that you uh, surprisingly find that you enjoy while you're socially distancing. And send that answer to the Epic Podcast at Gmail. Com. That's the epic podcast at gmail.com. Now, not we were the just, epic podcast. It's epic podcast at gmail.com. It's epic podcast at gmail.com. You know, that wasn't the thing. That, I, I didn't say the thing that I missed the most. Wait, what's I mean, the thing I was you just like, I'm, I'm picking little things and making them bigger deals. What's, what's the thing you missed the most then? Doing my fucking job. Touring. <laughs> But well, performing in front on. of living human beings, well, and traveling around the country is, with my friends, and talking ad- shit, and looking at dumb glass sculptures and truck stops, and buying cheeky little hats. Hold on, like hold this on. isn't a beer belly; it's a fuel tank for a cop killer. That is that is not your job. That is an aspect of your job. Your job is to write, create, produce, and distribute music. My job is to entertain, and you are doing that, right? But I could. I could be an entertainer for the next like several years without writing another song. If I could mm. keep going to traveling to people's cities and playing mm. songs they've been listening to could for you? decades. Yeah. When I, when I show up, you know how many people are always like, oh my God, I hope he plays a new song from Patreon. No. They all want to hear songs off a record I released 13 years ago. Oh, okay. And then I disapp- and I throw them a bone at the end of the set by giving them one song from that record that's over a beat that was made last year. Yeah. I could keep, I could continuously do this. How many people do you think are going to see the Eagles on one of their reunion tours being like, God, I hope they play new stuff. <laughs> Nobody. Do I, the Eagles I, have new stuff? Fuck, I don't know. All right. Is Glenn Fry even still alive? Is uh, John Henley still human? I, well, I, I feel like I can. My, I mean, my job is to be an entertainer and I make the, the most of my money from touring. Um, right. So I feel like that is the part 
that I mean, it also is the part that feels the most like a job because that has when I'm on the road, that has the most structured daily schedule. Right. Whereas right now it's just like I'm going to I know I'm going to get up and I'm going to fuck around in front of my computer with microphones and green screens like all day long. But I don't really have a schedule and Mm. I don't really know when to go to sleep. But touring has structure. You have to go to an office, which is a green room in a dive bar. <laughs> Yikes. So that's the part that I that I miss the most, but I feel like that's obvious and I didn't really need to express that. I don't know. It wasn't obvious to me. That, but Yeah. I, I miss being on the road. Uh, I had tours that I had to get canceled this year. I have a bunch of stuff that's already been booked for next year, but I mean, as this year keeps dragging on, I'm feeling less and less... Uh, confident about those trips happening yeah like it was i felt like for a while i was making this i had this little image in my head that i was in a cell checking days off on the wall yeah x number of days until march when i go back on the road x number of days until march and i go back on the road and now i'm like is there gonna be a fucking vaccine by march am i going back on the road or am i gonna cancel another tour and have a fucking meltdown because i have to get up every day and fuck around in front of my computer with microphones and green screens and not not do the thing that i really do oh I'm sorry. It's all right. It's going to be fine. I'm sure I can handle seven, eight more months of this. <laughs> it feels like it's been years and it's been five months. <sighs> yeah. So I'm less than halfway to the distance I need to go to the next tour that will probably be canceled. Oh, well. So I'm doing great. I'm doing great <laughs> here in <laughs> the pandemic. I'm doing great. <laughs> Uh well fuck. That's a that's a load of, of perspective that was <laughs> I wasn't planning on. I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry that, that you're feeling in a bad way. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely face. Ah uh, yeah. Living ah, up at Hotel California. Thanks for letting me have the high part of it. It's a nice harmony. surprise. It's a nice surprise. With your alibis. Mirrors on the ceiling. Okay, we're not going to do this right. whole thing. Uh, <laughs> shit. I was about to complain about my fucking humdrum uh, five-month existence. We've, but been, that's what we've been doing that so far since we started recording. Like, Well, I mean, I got... You I, were talking about how lovely it was. So when you, were, when you were talking about how nice it was, the weekend that you had with... Lisa and yeah. your mother-in-law. Was it that you were got to go out and have brunch in a public place? Was it that you got to see your mother-in-law? Was it that you had ha- a house guest? Or was it just all of that? It was all of it together. It's like, I mean, aside from like needing to wear face masks and making sure that we're six feet apart at the at the restaurant and um, and our server even gave us hand sanitizer before we sat down. Like it was very, like aside from those sort of like real world pandemic trappings, it felt like, just any or the, any ordinary regular day and i think i think that's what i'm missing because it just nothing feels normal nothing yeah. and i don't know if i'm ever going to feel like all of this is normal and maybe that's a good thing like maybe not getting complacent with it is a good thing but i just kind of always feel like antsy all the time like i feel like i want to be doing something but at the same time i'm not motivated to do anything yeah and a lot of that energy was spent up just going about my daily life, you know, like going over here, doing errands, like, you know, taking the train, you know, meeting up and 
going to gigs, doing shows, planning for shows. And like, none of that's happening now. And yeah. so like a, a lot of my days is filled with, I mean, a whole lot of nothing, which is, I, I, you know, and my lovely wife, if you're listening to this, I love you and I love hanging out with you and I want to spend the rest of my life hanging out with you. I just miss the other things we used to do. Sure, sure. That's all. Yeah. You know? Um, you do have some like, now, you do have some structure in your day-to-day life because you work remotely. For your day job, you work remotely. So you work yeah. from home. So you have scheduled hours in which you yes. work. And it's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having, but still, but you have. It's like, it's like I get to be home with all my stuff, but I can't actually do anything with any of my stuff. Sure. I, but th- that like, but there's got, there's, from making this feel like just total chaos and total yeah. unstructured sort of sloth and depression yeah. like you there is something that gives you like at least yeah. some semblance oh of no yeah order. my 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 life has gotten very routine okay in the fast fast in the past five months uh but the problem is that there's been almost no deviation from that routine in the past five months there's been no you know i mean you know we'll we'll watch a new show together we'll binge a new documentary together but other than that there's there's not much that breaks up the monotony I mean, we have a puppy. Yeah. And Lisa, I love you very much. Uh, I don't think the cost-benefit analysis of a puppy... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop there before I say something <laughs> stupid. I love, I love our puppy very much, but it's, a, it's so... Owning and, and caring for and training and <coughs> socializing a brand new puppy dog under normal conditions is a challenge sure under- and, 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 and just you know to, to remind everybody that those normal conditions yeah it's not like you live somewhere where you're like oh the dog's acting up i'm gonna have to go put her out in the backyard right i live in new york yeah. there is no backyard yeah. there's no manhattan green- i have to walk 20 minutes to get to green space yeah um so that's you already had this huge challenge right so like you know owning a puppy in regular times is challenging. Owning a puppy in a in a major urban city is more so of a challenge. Owning a puppy in a major urban city under pandemic conditions <laughs> is oh my! I have no, all of my nerves afraid. All of them, every single nerve is afraid. So I, I saw you, you posted recently that you took chance to her first socialization class. Yeah. Two weeks. The, today, today is her third socialization class. And literally all it is, is a bunch of puppies, like six or seven. And, and when I say puppies, cause eight chance is eight months now. So it's, it's, she technically speaking has aged out of quote unquote puppy play dates. Because okay. um, I think puppy play dates are anywhere between like three to six months. Is that when they can get together and they're just curious and cute and adorable and they want to sniff each other out? If they get past a certain age, does it become like just a battle for dominance and territory? Well, no, 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 no. Because they put I, on little helmets. <laughs> no, because I because uh, when they're at the sort of three to six months age. They need to be around other dogs, right? They need to, you know, like, you know, play with other dogs, sniff other dogs. Um, also, like, give and receive cues from other dogs and know what that means, right? Okay. So, basically, how to be a dog. 
when they age out they, of they that, just workshop it together basically they figure it out together. hey i don't know what the fuck i am hey i don't know what the fuck i am well, i'm gonna sniff your butt all right what if we chew on this right exactly i haven't why well, I, I haven't considered chewing on that what is that is that a human shoe well let's give it a shot <laughs> let's give it a shot just spitball in here right. but you know how we're not supposed to get on that couch what if what if now no, just wait, hear me out just, yeah. hear me out here what if we actually got on it? I know, crazy talk. What if they were lying to us and maybe it was a challenge? To see, right. if I'm, I'm going to get on that fucking couch. Yeah, I, I know they say no, don't get on the couch, but they pay attention to us regardless whether or not we get on the couch. Yeah, we really do send our animals a lot of mixed signals, don't we? <laughs> yes. Uh, so in normal times, what they would do is they would age out and then they would go into like training, right? They would go into training classes. This is where... They're at the age where they can start learning commands and sit and stay. And do they still call that obedience school, or is that like a? a that's a, a different thing. That's, oh, that's that's a different thing entirely. Is yeah. that still a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just didn't know. If there's like there's obedience training. There's just regular sort of like standard training. So classes. she's at the point now where she would be starting to learn just like she's basically taking like college prep how to dog. No, no. Well, she's eight months now, so technically speaking, she would have like graduated from like puppy training one to puppy training like two or three look at, at you point. you've graduated from puppy owner one to puppy owner two did you, hear, you should have heard the indignance in your voice so what they're just learning like basic dog no she's eight months you fucking pedestrian eight what do you what do you think they're learning at eight months don't you know that their left hemisphere of their brain has developed to all right uh but because we're in a pandemic all of the all of the puppy socialization classes were canceled at the time she she got to the age where she could opt in, Ugh. and they all remained closed until she aged out. Oh my goodness! And we kept her inside because for a while she was too young to get her shots. And oh right, and so there's and you know if you live in a suburban area or out in the country. It doesn't matter. Let your dog run around. Like the worst that can happen is they're gonna get like a cut or a scrape, right? But because we live in New York City, they get eaten by a coyote. And okay, fair enough. Uh, because we live in New York City, and I don't really know how to put this tactfully. If you can reach out and touch something in New York City, it's probably been peed and shit on. Oh yes. So, taking a dog out who hasn't gotten their shots could be potentially dangerous. Yeah. I mean. The, the likelihood... They're basically like a carpet on a, a major city's <laughs> yes. public transportation Yes, system. exactly. So we kept her inside for like the longest time until she got our shots. And then there were still no classes available. And we were doing like virtual classes and that didn't really work until finally we found... Um, but, but then once the training company started opening up again, they were only doing like the standard stuff, like their puppy stuff and their training stuff. And we're like... She's not ready to train with other dogs. She needs to be around other dogs. Until finally, this one company opened up and started doing uh, adolescent puppy playdates, basically. And so that's what she's in now. Are those for eight-month-old dogs? Those are for, I believe, seven to nine months. So she will just about age out as the course, at least for her, runs out, right? So, so yeah. 
she's basically going to be like a whole generation of human children that are going to be <laughs> that are going to have their education like sort of derailed and they're not going to know what grade they're in and nothing really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, she's the, our dog chance is very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't give her enough credit. I think my wife gives her too much credit, but somewhere in the middle. Well, you haven't done that publicly. I've never heard you disparage her intelligence before. Oh, she's well, first of all, she's an eight month old dog. She's dumb as a brick. Right. But my my wife will tell you that she's the most brilliant puppy that ever lived in the history of all dogs. She's definitely the most beautiful puppy that's ever uh, lived in the history of all uh, dogs. She is. I, have you seen her? I'll show you some pictures I'm sorry, on Instagram. Did you just ask me if I've seen my own dog? Her name's Chance. Yes, she's I an know. American hairless ter- terrier. I, I'm, I'm well aware. She's an an earthbound angel. Aww, she's okay. But I don't have to clean up her poops and pees. So no, you don't. Um, she doesn't really know how to be a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't do the usual dog thing. She doesn't really. At first, she just didn't want anything to do with them whatsoever. Um, didn't really bark unless she felt threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, now. She's curious. She's just now learning to sniff butts. She's just now sort of tolerating being around other dogs and having other dogs sniff her. Still very timid, still very shy, but she's not reacting in a bad way. Um, I guess the one, the one good thing out of this pandemic is that every morning now, Monday through Friday, uh, Lisa and I walk to our nearest dog run, which is 20 minutes away at the cloisters mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful park and it's a beautiful dog run it's the biggest dog run in manhattan turns out uh and she gets to run around in an open field which is great for her and then uh dogs will come by and she will just be around them and watch them play and watch them kind of frolic and run around and hopefully between the puppy classes and the dog park she'll average out Sure. Basically. She'll she'll put it all together and be like, hold on. I think I figured out that there is a pattern of conduct among my people. But the good news is that I I walk like 40 minutes uphill uh, every day. Well, not every day, but Monday, five days a week now. And, you know, these old creaky bones don't creak as much as they used to. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's... That's another thing. Like, I, I wish there was some sort of uh, human run. Um, I used to, I, I used to like. I've never been like an athletic person or gotten a lot of exercise. But, but the pandemic has real made me realize how much exercise just existing with a busy schedule in New York City is. There's yeah. so much running up and down stairs, running to catch trains, and like walking. 10, bu- 10 blocks to like to save a couple bucks on an Uber. Like all of that stuff kind of adds up and there's to this constant like sort of manic physical energy and activity that you do all the time without even like really making a conscious effort right. to, to exercise. When all you do is just work at home all day, you start realizing like that, you know, uh, that yeah, things get a little creakier when they aren't being used. Yeah. Things hurt a little bit more when yeah. you do use them. Like when you sit down to play drums for like half an hour and then you spend the rest of the day de- being like, I stormed a beach in Normandy and everything fucking aches. So I, I've at least <laughs> as much of a shut in as I have been, I've tried to find ways to get in at least some kind of exercise. I do like a series of exercises indoors every day. And then I also, um, Thanks to everybody who's been buying merchandise during the pandemic, because more importantly than I'm than me needing the money, uh, I cherish that like like every other day 
walk to the post office. It's like a mile and a half away. Cause that's, oh, yeah, that's to, awesome. to, to do, to do shipments, to do shipments. Oh, right. I tell everybody that and they're like, you know, the postal service will pick up your packages. And I'm like, yeah, but they won't walk a mile and a half for me. And I needed that walk that mile and a half. So my day feels like there's some sort of break in it. Yeah. And I feel like I did something with my body other than drag it from the bed to the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I, I wish there was some sort of human run where it was just yeah. like a limited number of people. Doing physical things, I guess that's a gym. <laughs> but I don't. I yeah, I don't don't go, go to, to a gym. gym a, pub, no. a public place where I can like. I mean, I don't want to go do jumping jacks or anything, but I would like to just writhe around. You know what? Uh, <laughs> just writhe on the ground. I know. I know. This is probably like a horrible thing to suggest. Yeah, it's gonna be. But like, because we go because we go out at seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and there's almost no one on the street, and it's not hot yet. It's still cool. And not for nothing, like, you know, you don't like you don't have to wear a mask if there's nobody around. So, like, you can just enjoy being outside and walking. Yeah. If you just go out early. Yeah. I'm sure I will enjoy that a lot more come fall. And and again, it's the same thing. It's because of the. But yeah, I know in the early morning it's cooler and there are fewer people around and that's that's great. And I. Well, we don't really have it. We have a dog. We don't have a choice. We got to. Yeah. You know, you know what my dog does now? Uh, magic <laughs> no uh, my dog just barks violently incessantly and uh, non-stop at my television oh god Whew. and it doesn't even have to be on she just is she fucking ju- is she jealous? Loses her fucking mind. Is she jealous because the black rank t- rectangle gets her father's attention? <laughs> Maybe. But, like, I mean, understandably, like, sometimes we'll watch shows where that have, like, gunfire or fist fights, and there's a lot of, like, chaotic motion. I'm not going to blame her for reacting to that. That's sure. that's not normal. I get it. Or when there's sounds, like, like other dogs barking or fireworks or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. But when we're watching, like, a period drama... <laughs> And the Queen of England is basically complaining that there's no capers in her, I don't know, Cobb salad. I'm making that up. She barks at the fucking TV like it's a fucking threat to our life. What is wrong with this dog? I thought you had learned some things about animals by now, but apparently you haven't done your own research. Everybody knows that dogs... We mean everybody. Everybody knows that dogs up until the age of three um, hate British accent. (laughs) And... (laughs) With proper training, you can curb them of that by the time they get three. But if you don't, if you don't fix that by the time they get it's three, locked in. get get them some exposure, introduce them to some sort of more liberal values, then they're going to hold on to that hatred for the British for the rest of their lives. Fuck. Does that mean we have to go to like, like English pubs in the city? To uh, it means you just have to go to like a um, that that would be a good start. But hate's going to hate, so you at least got to like expose them to some literature, maybe uh, get her into a good. College uh, on a liberal campus. Ah, uh, exposed to some of the accents I love, of the I love, world. I love my dog. She's great. I, I. You don't have to qualify it. Like you, you can be frustrated. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of care and work. I spend still every day. You, you my know, day starts with me screaming at, at my cat. Rod. You know, you know, you know what she does. What she do? Or you know, she has somewhere somehow equated. Biting our hands as being affectionate. Yeah, that 
that doesn't really change. I mean, it does, I guess, kind of mm. tone down, but I like she some... doesn't like she doesn't really like bite our shoes or go for our like pants or anything like that. But hands specifically, when she wants affection in some way, shape or form, she will attack your hands. And I assume that you just continuously reward that. No, you don't. No. Oh, good. Why? Why you don't, would you, you don't put your hand I away would... and go? Ow, that hurts. Okay, fine. I'll pet you. No. Oh, okay. I go ow, and then I ha- and then this is the only way she stops. I hold my hand flat down on something like my leg or the chair. Oh, or... You're like, oh, the VIP section is closed. Yeah, and then think and, about what you've done. Chance. And then for whatever reason, that deters her enough for her to do something else. It's like scream at the black rectangle that has her father's attention. Yeah. Um, that's frustrating and irritating. And that's like a, a, just another additional thing to navigate on during this horrible time that I am lucky enough to not have to navigate. And just a reminder that all of these many things that we do that may seem somehow mundane in normal life are so much worse in, in, in the pandemic. Things that are good are so much better, and things that are bad are so much worse. Yeah. Everything is terrible, and there is no end in sight, and we're all doomed. Would you like to take a break? Yes, please. Let's, uh, while we reflect upon the collapse of everything sure. that our society has ever sure. known, um, you know, maybe we can look forward to how uh, great or worse things are going to be soon. Why don't we take a look at that when we come back? How does that sound? Great. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a moment. It's the Revenge of the Nerds, part two, featuring the most rappers I've ever had on one track. Hey, Mega Ran, Beefy, Shape of the Dark Lord, Sky Blue, MC Frontalot, Whitey Cracker, Lexa Lexicon Artist, and former Fat Boys. Let's collaborate remotely. Look at everything we've done since the last one dropped. Drop. Snowden, Hamilton, Achievement Unlocked. Weird Al on the charts with the number one spot. spot. Still easy as pie with our VPNs blocked like 3.141592653589793230. Sure. We're anonymous, autonomous, with documents synonymous. It's feeling like Metropolis, our futuristic monolith. Through 20 years of touring in a small rental van. Learn nerdcore fans are the best in the land. Socially distant for decades is great. My click twice to sit. COVID-38. The Corona virus cancel some shows he's a quarantine track with every rapper i know we've been pushed down in the dirt but now we're chilling on sand it's paradise in the future nintendo switching our hands tease cause we're fat and we're squirts now it's our names on your shirts we think it's time that you learn we think it's time that you heard we think it's time we stood up we think it's time we return we think it's time we were hurt this is the revenge of the nerds Till it's great in space and we here and you can't escape it Flow remaining gorgeous, you remain in dormant Doing it before they had a name for it Saw a hole in the game so I filled it Got bullied, there was too much to deal with Man, they ain't got a stomach for the realness So I saw a mic in the stage and I killed it It seemed that I fit the description Of a kid who was skipping the tensions The lesson I learned is don't ask for forgiveness Be dope and they give you permission Yeah, I know what time it is The goal's always dominance Never imagine a nerd would rise to prominence Shy kid on the mic shining, that shit been common sense. 
Why they crack gold, y'all a mega nerd. Best beats, best show, most clever words. Most friendly, dope MCs. Now put it all together, be the best that you ever heard. Lambda's nice with the stands, it's bright in the cans, it's high in the standards. Better remember you heard. Gritty reboot of revenge of the nerds. I think I better put a sip play. Back in elementary, I would be dead me. Since then, I'm swinging harder than I'm Gimli. But I found a new hoe, rising to the new leaf. But I worry for the future with this nerd core. Some of them don't really know what they was in for. Hoping that I'm still worthy like a fat Thor. Said it like a lot of little nerds, so I made war. Now my baby's running first place. Posing by the bookcase, anticipate their mixtapes. Pretend I'm not amazed just to save face. Hooked them on a tabletop phase after one taste. Imagine thinking that I'm phony. Never played a Zelda, never liked a little pony. While I'm playing every station like I'm Sony. Holler at those people throwing hate, they don't know me. I'm here to cheer for the long run Eliminating all the fear till it's all fun When I come in all sincere, they don't want none Like a 20-sided die, so they got stunned We got picked on and it sucked Collectively had enough So if you're down on your luck Know that we don't care about that stuff Before I put pedals to floor mats When my fans were a handful of dorm rats I saw what I want like a Rorschach I was too morally poor to afford that So I slipped into purple and wore black And I rode in like death upon horseback With the lore that first formed back In the 90s with Rhymes I recorded on a four track. I made some friends and we toured and made memories, building our skills into legacy. I made some mistakes, but like them's at the breaks, and so bridges were burned and earned enemies. I found my calling and I got a following. Bottles of bitter pills swallowed them. Now I make a living, I take what I'm given while armies of misfits are hollering. We've been pushed down in the dirt, but now we're chilling on sand. It's paradise in the future. Nintendo switching our hands. Tease cause we're back and we're squirts. Now it's our names on your shirts. Streets to foster homes, found a retreat in the games I compete in. I didn't want to keep beefing on weekends, mind off the deep end, dreaming. I was in a cartoon universe uh -huh. where they don't die but colors, combining diverse souls into one space. Running home like I crossed over third base so I could watch Tsunami. Yeah. Later on, time me and Shucky with serial tricks. Here's one if I'm lucky, trust me. Dreams, video games, life, love, and I make cartoons in an ink pen. With my keys through the locked doors, then I plugged into the music like a not scored. Uh, leveled up with the great Super Mario with the hat, fly, see the cape. Okay. <laughs> Been up in this business for a minute now. <laughs> Roll the windows down, I'm leaning. <laughs> Act as if it don't simming. I don't mind. Put the record on and be like, who's that guy? I don't sigh, express myself only verbally. Think with hyperbole, pledge devotion to the nerd. You get the flirtily. Certainly, I took it down deep internally. Made me chafe for every graceless nerdcore absurdity. Revenge is a dish. Served at a temperature coated and it's in the world of the switch. Blow you a kiss, blow up a cat. Save me a spot on a beat for a rap. Used to ignore me, now put a fist in the face of the normies. In my army, make origami the papers in case by the wasting my journey. Illuminary, the journey subverting the flurry of versions of current through agile endurance. The crypto insurance I carry to bury the state of they tested my weapon expression. Born in America, born to inherit a throne in my era, the sweat of the spam. Born when I'm like in my hand to my fam, go and hustle that work on demand. demand.
I used to be a bully, then they bullied me back But they left my self-determination fully intact I took a look at my past, see that I was the problem Now that I come to solve them, nothing's holding me back I got a mind full of messages, a pen full of pages Shot up half a dozen levels like I'm crushing my stages I want the gatekeepers raging when my name makes papers That a crazy weird Asian could waste the tastemakers When you write out the work cause you hate on the label You're taking diversity off of the table If bias is something you're in opposition to No, I'm a way better Alex to listen to You don't dig it? Well, you're missing a lot You can call us nonconformists when we're calling the shots Not a virus can stop us, we got the power of thought We'll chase a white hot destiny with all that we've got It's like that We've been pushed down in the dirt But now we're chilling on sand It's paradise in the future Nintendo switching our hands Tease cause we're fat or we're squirts Now it's our names on your shirts We think it's time that you learn We think it's time that you heard We think it's time we stood up We think it's time we return We think it's time we were hurt This is the revenge of the nerds Do I even want my nerd pin? Honorary member of a Star Wars garrison When I make a Zoom call Cause I'm a COVID shut in Can I be sure that some G-men Or maybe China can Listen in Can I trust literally anything With the Wi-Fi connection Or social media messaging Used to sway an election And all the heroes With the ones and the zeros Mark Zuckerberg and Sergey Brin First gen alpha nerds went Full libertarian authoritarian Ugh. Scary man Talking about the I generation But maybe the next iteration Nerd 2.0 Will bring a flow to the internet nation And we'll all go White hat, black hat, man Let's call them rainbow hats Bringing private data back with no data caps Gen Z nerd links need to bring the tri-lamps back I'm concerned that my Gen nerds turn into alpha beta jerks So let's get revenge again shouting these words This is the revenge of the nerds Two. Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Folks, welcome back. All right. Everybody have a nice little break. Our guest today is Optimus Prime. Oh, my God. From the Transformers. One will stand and one will fall. Transform and roll out. That was my, that was my Peter Cullen impression. That was my, uh, I don't know what that was, to be honest. You know, I recently mm-hmm. watched, um, all right, this is going to be a fucking, this is nonsense. Uh, okay. Do you remember back like 10 years ago? I think it was, I think it was in 2011. Sure. I played a PS3 game called Transformers, uh, w- The War for Cybertron. Oh, God, yeah. It was kind of a brawler. Like, Yeah, it was like a palate cleanser because you just needed, you were bored with video games. and Yeah, and it was like. 
It was just basically a smash em up brawl. Kind thing. of a sm- smash em up brawl, a little bit of cover based shooting, but it was like, it had these character designs that were like kind of in the middle between like the G1 animated series and the Michael Bay Transformers. Okay. And then it took place on Cybertron, which is a world that we had never actually seen before. Right. I remember playing that game and having like a decent amount of fun with it. Sure. Like, it was fine. Sure. It, it it was it was fun. It was real satisfying to like jump off a ledge and then transform into a jet while you're falling. Like that that kind of shit was great. Uh, there was a sequel made a couple of years later huh. called Fall of Cybertron, and I never played it because sure. I wasn't really that invested in it. So I have my old PS3 in my bedroom now, and every now and then I'll play some old PS3 game while I'm lying in air conditioning sure. and be like, oh, look, it's Arkham Asylum for the 50th goddamn time. <laughs> well, I recently started playing Wall of War for Cyber, or yeah, War for Cybertron again, and it was a lot of fun. It was a very satisfying gaming experience. And then I read some reviews online about Fall of Cybertron that came out in 2013, mm-hmm. which I never played. And uh, I got all excited, so I went to a GameStop and I found a used copy of it for like eight bucks. Nice. Fucking great game. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's even better than the first one. It's such a great game. Wow. And it got me all excited about old Transformers for a minute. So I recently rewatched the 1985 animated movie. Sure. Sure. And, uh, Where Optimus watched, Prime died. Yeah. And watched uh, some episodes of the original run of the cartoon. And I had like a little bit of a Transformers nostalgia Aww. for a while. That was fun. Hold on. I'm going to close that window because that glare. You're just a silhouette. Oh. Yeah, we'll edit this part out. Oh, will we? Yes. We will. We are not editing anything. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the reason I got excited about Transformers again, um, I feel that frequently happens that I am most frequently drawn to indulging in little nostalgia trips like that with pop culture. Mm-hmm. Where I'll watch a Star Wars movie for the 500th time or sure. or I'll go back and I'll watch all these cartoons that are ob- like objectively bad. Yeah. Like bad writing, transparent toy commercials. Sure. But that I have nostalgia in it because they remind me of a simpler time. I feel I am most prone to doing this during periods of overwhelming stress and anxiety. Okay. So, so it's a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. And I feel that Transformers came uh, came back into my life um, as I spend every day in existential dread of November 3rd of this year. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you did there. It's, I thought we were going to talk about no. pop culture properties and nostalgia for a second. There. No, we we did that for the first 73 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's true. It's like a teething ring. It's like a yeah. it's like a binky that yeah, yeah. I have when I'm stressed out. And you know, we've we've talked about how stressful it is being in quarantine, being sure. locked down, dealing with new challenges during quarantine. But like on top of that, I I just can't remember such a constant creeping horror Oof. during a time like yeah. this as the presidential election of this year. Yeah. And it's coming. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, a, no, November is not far away. It is not. Uh, Thoughts? Nelson Lugo. Look, we, this is not a political show. No. We no, say no, no. that when we have gone on right. periodic well, political Well, uh, just, just, just to be clear, neither one of us knows enough about uh, politics and politicians to speak intelligently about them. That has, doesn't stop yeah. anybody on television. <laughs> And certainly nobody with a Facebook account that I went to high school with. Right. 
I I think we we I think I told you this off off mic uh, before we started uh, that I watched um, a lot of the speeches from the Dem- Democratic uh, National Convention, the virtual yes. Democratic National Convention, uh, specifically Michelle uh, Michelle Obama's speech and Barack Obama's speech and Joe Biden's speech and and a couple of other uh, speeches and. Man, Democrats are scared, y'all. It's <laughs> it is not a good day in America because like particularly Michelle Obama's speech where she fucking just drops the real hammer. Oh yeah. And says, "We're in a fight. You got to vote because your lives dependent on it because it does." Yeah. And it's, you know, it's I've I've never really been into politics uh like I always voted in every presidential election. I never really voted in local elections very often. Um, but ever since uh, our current president uh, has taken office and because my wife is super smart and politically knowledgeable and savvy, I've voted in every single election uh, in New York and um, that won't change anytime soon. Uh I've I've never needed I guess that was, I guess that's a tremendous amount of privilege on my part like I never cared about who was in office because ultimately I always trusted like no matter which party they're in no one's really out to get me mm-hmm. right like they're not they're not going to undo this American experiment right, right? like there there's protocol and once you assume the job whatever rhetoric or you know, drum banging that happened up to the election that kind of just gets just goes away, and then you they do the job of being in office. I, I may not agree with a lot of the decisions they made. I may um, actually hate some of the decisions they made, but for the most part, I trust that they were going to do right by me. You never, you never felt that I was that under, in the worst case scenario yeah. that it was going to actually turn into one of these sort of dystopian science yeah. fiction novels that no. you read as a kid, being like, well. It's, I mean, yeah, this is a bad presidential candidate, but it's not like he's going to get into office and actually attempt to like dismantle democracy right. and turn this into some totalitarian dictatorship. Exactly, exactly. And and because that's nonsense. That couldn't happen in the twenty and into right. the twenty first century. Right. That's in not, this in this internet age where we're where we're you know becoming woke and enlightened and right. more knowledgeable and more nuanced in our perception of of the human condition like that's not possible is it and then four years ago Uh a very angry uh and disenfranchised and uh, jaded cynical people voted a man into office that i never thought could happen in a million years and it and it happened and and everyone said, don't worry, he's not as bad as you think he is. Don't worry, he just said all that stuff just to get elected. Don't don't worry, he's going to do right by you. And yeah. I'm like, and I think I said this four years ago when, when, you know, this president got elected, that there is a performer out there. He's a world record holding performer whom I admire a great deal. Or I, I, I guess I still do in some way. But he is a full-on Kool-Aid drinking Trumper. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that he's posted, it just like, it breaks my fucking heart. You know, like, 
he uses words like libtard like judiciously now like i don't particularly care about name callings but like this is a this is a man like this is a very sophisticated eloquent distinguished self-made man and to hear him to like like just debase himself to like name calling just anyway just never meet your idols which i think is a side note (laughs) but like he told me he told me in a post where like i said something along the lines of i'm very worried because a lot of my friends are worried Mm -hmm. and i although i'm not affected yet it's affecting my friends and i'm very worried Mm -hmm. he said don't worry he's not that bad he's going to be okay right this is this is just a lot of bluster that got him into office don't worry he's gonna be all right and i said i really for 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 our for our sake for my sake i hope you're right i will give him the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and then literally the next day he tweeted or said something that just fucking and then every day since for the last fucking four years he tweets something that just fucking angers me I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Not because I think he's the best candidate, mm-hmm. because I think he's our only fucking chance at getting him out of office. Yeah. And he himself has said that he's a transition. He thinks of himself as a transitional president. And he's only doing this so that we can just remove him and get somebody better in, in, in four years. Right. We just got to get. We just got to get this get, asshole. We got to get this car stopped. Yes. <laughs> then we can get a better car. Yes. But. This car right now, is heading towards a cliff. There are no brakes. <laughs> yes. And it has, the constitution is burning in the trunk. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that is about as political as I'm willing to get. I don't pretend to understand everything that Joe Biden has stood for, will stand for, and has said he will stand for. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% certain uh, Kamala. Kamala. Thank you. Kamala. 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 I said it right the first time. No, you didn't. It's, uh, think of the, the, um, think of a comma. Comma. Kamala. Kamala. Thank you. Uh, I don't know Kamala at all. Like, I mean, up until she was announced as vice president, I knew that she was in, she was running for, for the nomination. But other than that, I don't, I don't know her policies. I don't know where she came from. I don't know what, what qualifies her to be vice president. Uh, I guess that's my privilege not to know. Like, I don't educate myself to that extent. But as far as I'm concerned, they are not Trump and Pence. So they have my vote. I've, I remember back uh, before the primaries when there were uh, demo- Democratic presidential debates among yeah. the, 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 the whole parade of potential candidates. And I remember hearing a lot of my liberal friends offer lots of criticism about Kamala Harris at that time. And I've heard it echoed a lot since she got the nomination yeah. because people have, when you, I guess when you have made an impassioned decision about something, if that person shows up in any capacity, again, you must recite these, po- yeah. these points again. Uh, a lot of the criticism is that she made some pretty cruel judgments as a district attorney. Sure. And before that she was a police officer. Sure. She has, uh, you know, followed and enforced laws that um, unfairly punish people for small drug purchases. She has demonized her her policies of demonized sex workers. Sure. So there's a lot of things where people just want to scream that she, when she got the nomination, she's uh, people just being like liberal people being like, well, that, that there's no way they're getting my vote now because Kamala Harris is 
and I quote, evil. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how evil she may be, but I can tell you this. Yeah. She is not responsible for, like, weaponizing half of the country against the very concept of the free press. Right. So I just feel like there are bigger pictures. Everybody wants to feel important and feel like they're the research they've done, or rather the confirmation bias, bias they have sought out on the, sure. the, and, and the, the news sites that report. And the memes they liked. The memes they like. Um, they want to feel like they have an important decision or, or that they are making an important decision for themselves that they feel is the best, that is in their heart. And they're not going to vote for somebody just because it's like an opposition candidate. That's been bullshit in the past. That was bullshit when people said that about um, when John Kerry ran against Bush's reelection. Sure. Uh, it it was it's it's been bullshit for a long. It's it's so much more bullshit now than it's ever been. This is an absolutely alarming, pivotal moment. The, our leader is a fucking snake oil salesman who is absolutely has only his own interests in mind all the time. Right, his his base and his supporters. That's he, it. He only that's has, it. And he doesn't give a shit about his supporters. Let's make that clear. He does not. When he talks about those good salt of the earth, like the the coal miners or or the farmers, they are exclusively. No, I'm sorry. I meant I meant his non political billionaire people who keep contributing yeah, to his cause. He doesn't care about them. Either. He only cares about what gets him what he needs, and what he needs is affection and adoration and 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 respect. and making rich people richer. Sure. He doesn't care about making rich people richer. He cares about himself exclusively end of list. He does not give a shit about his little fucking village of the damned children. He <laughs> only cares about himself and what he's got to do to get his face added to Mount Rushmore. And to a further end of that, I, 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 yes, people were, you said people felt very uh, disenfranchised and that's what put him into office. Like, well, the, the, it's basically a, a, a whole slew of let's call it white people who feel like I, 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 I'm not even going to go into like the morality of whether or not they're right or not, but they feel like they are been marginalized and unseen and they've had to put up with so much for so long and they're just angry at everything. And they just, they don't for the most part, I think if you spoke to a rational thinking person mm -hmm. don't like Trump, but the fact is they hate liberals and Democrats so fucking much yeah. that that's the only reason they're voting for him. I like, I want to kind of like paraphrase Alfred Pennyworth in, in the dark night. Sure. When, when Bruce is like realizing what's happened to Gotham and things are out of control and, yeah. and he's like, you did this, you know, you, yeah. you pushed them until they turned to a man they didn't fully understand. <laughs> And and I want to. I was kind of building to like what you just said, and I want to yeah. make this perfectly clear. And I will die on this hill. Yeah, Trump supporters don't like Trump for the most part. Yes, they they don't. They can say all day long. They can chant his name. They can chant four more years. People did not vote for Trump and will not vote for Trump because they believe in Trump. They just hate liberals so much. Yeah, and that's the only. Yeah. battleground that they have is to like absolutely rally behind a man who shares none of their values. If you took any of these good fine people, these good these good midwestern hardworking blue collar people and sat them down and, and and said like what are a list of values that are important to you in a person that you respect? None of them would say like, 
Well, I like somebody who is a compulsive liar, um, a repeated <laughs> adulterer, uh, somebody who lies to me about their faith to like kind of impress me. Right. Um, somebody who is absolutely shady and lying and, and doing uh, dirty corporate deals to like make himself wealthier. Like all of the things that he stands for, he lives in a fucking gold tower in Manhattan and he's supposed to be the hero to these farmers in yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Like everything about him, there is nothing about that that any of these good people respect. Nobody likes somebody who would constantly lie to them and he's has easily fact-checkable lies that he spouts out anytime he gets cornered about everything. Yeah. And they will fucking band together behind anything he says only because it sticks in the craw of those liberals. Which I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's hard to like really trace back what that goes to, but I feel, I don't know. Is it, is it because we, we, we basically made them reevaluate that gender is a construct? Is it, Maybe suggest that other lives matter. Right. Is it, is it because, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, caring for a human being is a little more than just, I fed you. You know what I mean? Like, like just that people are more complicated and, and don't re aren't like tick boxes that you can just tick off. Like, I don't understand. I, how is it, how is it that you can pride America for being this place of opportunity where anyone can work hard and and make something of ourselves, but then deny people the ability to work hard and make something for themselves. I don't get it. Um, yeah, because perhaps maybe that is what they found in that man they didn't truly understand, is that I think that when push comes to shove, these good civilized people <laughs> also don't really give a shit about anybody but themselves. And all of the right. all of the all of their uh, you know, weekly Sunday appearances in church are just that appearances to be seen all of their, mm. any sort of, <clears throat> I don't know, fucking ideology that they have, that they have worn has been a costume and that ultimately people just don't want to be fucked with. This is why I, I, no, I'm not, that, that, that's a tangent. I don't want to go too far on into, but we're at a point now where it's absolutely dangerous. These good people will also be punished by the constant damage that is being done to the very concept of democracy. Yeah. Our, our president is now already making his case as he as he follows his poll numbers, which to him are television ratings because he is very much a television president. Yeah. He's already laying the, the groundwork for calling bullshit on the election in yeah. November if he loses. Um, this is... The, the historic damage that could possibly be done by this cannot possibly be overstated. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely more crucial than ever Here's, that people vote. And you know what? if you don't, if you don't, if you're like, well, I did read an article that uh, Joe Biden co-signed a legislation in 1988 that I, I feel like didn't really treat like uh, uh, American manufacturers fairly. Uh, I don't give a shit. No one gives a shit. Don't, it, it really, there are, there are much bigger there's there much are, bigger shit there's if I, no no such thing as a perfect person by extension there is no such thing as a perfect candidate mm -mm. no one person can be all things to everyone at the exact same time Adam Horowitz it can. can't happen vote Horowitz <laughs> ad rock uh, no it's that's true they, you you have to vote with the candidate you think is going to be the most compassionate, the most, uh, uh, 
the one the one who's going to work for you whether or not you vote for him mm-hmm. and here's the thing like i mean i've not liked republican candidates but never for a second was i ever afraid of george bush senior no i wasn't afraid of him i didn't i didn't i didn't agree with a lot of his a lot of the stuff. Well, if he you did. if you don't follow stuff that closely now, I mean, we were kids when George Bush Senior was elected. You no, wouldn't... I understand, but like, okay, well then George Bush Junior. Okay, I wasn't afraid of George Bush Junior. I thought he was an idiot. Yeah. But I think, but I think the smart thing he did was surround himself with smart people who cared about the country. Yeah. Whereas Trump will only surround, surround himself, himself with, with other shysters. People. Only people. He only gives any value or regard to just anybody who kisses his ass. Yeah. That's and that's it. States are now states have been uh, eligible for more aid during this pandemic it, based on whether or not their governor has publicly said something nice about yeah. Trump. Yeah. Um, he surrounds himself like Steve Bannon just got arrested, and went to jail. Steve Bannon was his campaign strategist almost in 2016. Who who from his campaign hasn't been arrested yet? Right. <laughs> and the, 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 the work I mean, if you're voting for Trump, the work that you have to put in to defend him and to defend to sort of like suggest that there is a conspiracy that like people are, are are out to like get him. That's why all of his, uh, all of the people in his inner circle are are being like indicted on trumped up charges. No pun intended. Sure. Um, Well, that's just all a conspiracy. They're just like reaching there as though, as though like the democratic party is some sort of like powerful establishment. Like we can't, the democratic party can't get shit done. They can't get a goddamn thing done. I think I think people need to stop looking for the perfect candidate because that's just never going to nobody's happen. listen and nope. you're always going to be disappointed no. if you're if you're looking for the perfect candidate you are always going to be disappointed because it's never going to happen I don't nobody's listen I don't honestly believe that anybody is looking for the perfect candidate mm. I believe no I believe everybody uses that as a cover for whatever existing biases they have. There are people that will vote who fucking hate everything Trump stands for, but they will vote for him because they don't want trans people to ha- like share a bathroom with them. Like they'll they'll pick some right. weird thing or, right. or just because they hate liberal values so much. There are Democrats who will not vote for Biden, not necessarily because they think he's absolutely the worst candidate, but because they're so fucking mad that Bernie didn't get the nomination. And yeah, he was robbed for the second goddamn time. But they're still like I. They're they're now. They will now. Not he wasn't robbed the second time. He was never going to get it the second time. He yeah. I don't want to get off on that tangent either. But <laughs> there are people that won't vote for Biden because of that, and they will do something else. There are people who vote third party not because they think that that particular independent candidate is the best person for the job, but because that that particular voter feels so. Um, exasperated with the two-party system and with with both and their their vote is a protest vote right and 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 they'll say things like oh well the democrats and the republicans are just as bad well one could make that argument under normal times but right now not fucking anymore no because the entire republican run senate has joined in lockstep to protect the most fucking dangerous man in the history of our republic against all consequences for his actions which has only further emboldened him to be more and more shameless uh and commit more and more horrifying um sort of atrocities with the time that he's had in pre- in office let's keep in mind if he gets another term he's gonna get two more supreme court justices yeah because that's a job for ruth, ruth bader ginsburg is not long for this world 
So I just feel like I, I just don't think anybody is 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 really sitting down with like their their checklist and, and analyzing all of the evidence fairly and evenly of all the p- people who are available for their vote for president and and selecting this is the best candidate for the job. I think everybody brings their own existing sort of biases. I want to make I want to make it perfectly clear. Um, I would vote for a shit stained wet paper towel if it would ran if it ran under the Democratic ticket to get Trump out of office. I really don't fucking care. Yeah, I I really don't. I unless will, unless Biden is revealed to be like some sort of like uh, otherworldly vampire who eats babies, that might give me pause. I'm like, mm. I, and Hold I, on. I know we're, we're preaching to the choir here because I know. Right. We're I, preaching I, to I, the choir of choirs. Here. I'm sure that our audience is primarily liberal minded. And, and you know what? If you're not liberal minded and you actually are voting for Trump or a third party, send us an email at epicpodcast and gmail.com and, and let us know why. I'm genuinely interested. Yes. I, I'm not going to shame you. I'm not, I'm not going to out you, but I would generally love to hear a rational, level headed. Yeah. Explanation as to your choice. I would too. Please send yeah. please send those explanations to us at nelsonlugo at gmail.com. <laughs> now the, but hold on. We I, I look, I don't think we have any staunchly Republican listeners. That wouldn't make any goddamn sense. That wouldn't make any sense. I but I do know of a, a number of um libertarian uh listeners that we have. <clears throat> and look, I don't I'd like to go on the record and say, uh if you're a libertarian, hold, then you're a privileged piece of shit. Uh, well, be that as it may, um, I, I, I don't want to go off on that, that kind of tangent because I, because I don't want to go off on just like this, like attack on anything that is not following my own set of liberal values, because that (laughs) is kind of antithetical to the whole point of the central argument. My central argument is I don't care what your political affiliation is or or what party you're in or, or what it is that you believe. I, I just I'm going to have a hard time seeing eye to eye with anybody who cannot recognize clearly the, that the point of history that we are at where we are right now yeah. and the consequences, the, uh, the what is on the line in the next four years yeah. of, of the, the further damage that could be done. Yeah. If we don't get him out, I don't care how you feel about Kamala Harris's police record or don't care or or b- any of Joe Biden's gaffes he's ever given. Don't uh, care. Just. If you're if you're gonna vote third party this time around, just just do me a favor and don't fucking tell me about it. But of course you won't because that's another big part because of the way we've weaponized social media in in our political discourse. You don't vote for a third party without telling everybody online repeatedly for months because <laughs> that's kind of the point. You got to let everybody know what your values are. Yeah. Um. But if you just cannot see how absolutely crucial it is to get this man as far away from the presidency and into a federal prison as quickly as possible. <laughs> and he will be because he's got he's got charges waiting for him in the Southern District of New York as soon as he leaves office. I, I suppose. I don't I don't think he'll see a single day in jail. Probably but, not. I mean, he's, but it's I don't I don't you know what? I don't care what happens to him after the presidency. I really don't. I either. don't. I don't. I just either. don't I fucking don't, care. Yeah, I don't. He can I retire don't. and play golf for the rest of his life. He can be happy, write a book, do a 
do a biopic movie. I don't care. I don't wish. I wish him I don't well. wish suffering upon him. No. I don't wish. I don't wish like evil, horrible atrocities no. to befall him. I want him to retire to a nice, quiet life, which he will never do. Where there's no, there are no cameras or microphones no. or Twitter anywhere within reach. I, I wish him nothing but the best with I, his with his wife and children and. You know, I just want him just, as far just away, far, far away from the presidency as possible. Jesus fucking Christ! Please, please register to vote. <laughs> please, this is all us just please, saying. Please vote. Please for Joe register Biden. to vote. If you haven't requested your mail-in ballot and that's the way you want to do it, then you have to request it today. Um, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna vote day of, make sure you are protected with like uh, a face mask, maybe even a face shield. Bring some hand sanitizer. Like, fucking just do it. Do it if you want to get another Christmas card from your grandma, because we may not have a post office this year. (laughs) Because, again, he will dismantle the post office just to suppress votes. Just because that benefits him. Not because he has an evil vendetta against the post office. You know what? Here's here's the thing. If, if, If you're on the fence... You know, uh, whether or not you're going to vote Biden or third party, because I can't imagine anybody listening here is voting for Trump. And right. again, if you are, send us an email. I'd, I'd love to hear your 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 thoughtful and I want to make thoughts. clear if you are voting for Trump, I do not hate you, but I do not respect you or want to know you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hate is more involvement. I just like I don't have time. Yeah, I you're yeah. I've got such a long guest list of hate already that I don't, I, I don't hate anybody who supports <laughs> Trump. Um, but if they if they have to express that support by expressing their hatred for an oppressed group of people on Facebook, yeah. like every couple of days, well, then, yeah, I fucking hate you. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe I went to the same high school as you, Doug Burt. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't hate you for supporting Trump, but I absolutely if, <laughs> do not respect you. If if you're on the fence or like you're going to begrudgingly do it, here's and here's what I'd like to do. If you haven't seen them already, please go to the the Democratic National Convention YouTube channel um, and just watch Michelle Obama's speech and Obama's speech. That's it. If that doesn't convince you of the time in history that we are now and the the perilous, perilous crossroads that we are at at the moment um, and that and if, and if you don't feel like you should be voting like your life depended on it, then there's nothing that two fucking jerk offs uh, uh, yeah. talking into a microphone on a nerdy podcast is going to convince you. Speaking of voting like your life depends on it, I, I wish to remind you that as of this month, um, the United States has made it official that we have reported the most coronavirus cases and the most coronavirus deaths in the world. Yeah. We, we're number one. We were, we're number- once a superpower. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And now this is where we are. And and also speaking of Michelle Obama's speech, I don't know if, if you know about this. Mm. She, that that speech was amazing. It was fucking amazing. Um, I, it brought me to tears. Yeah, a little bit. But so I mean, you know, Trump can't help himself. He has to respond to any kind of criticism of by being like like a child, like a child. So he responded to that. His big criticism of her speech was like, well, she didn't do a live. She obviously pre-recorded it because her num because her numbers were wrong. In her speech, she said like. She noted that the coronavirus, uh, which our president absolutely bungled the response to it by having no response to it, um, has now cost us the lives of 150,000 Americans. But she pre-recorded it like a week ago. So Trump was like, that's not even accurate. Because on the night that it, by the time it aired, we have now lost 170,000 coronavirus cases. Or, or, we have now lost 170,000 American lives 
to the coronavirus. Jeez. So just put this in perspective. Trump criticized her speech for being pre-recorded because it wasn't accurate because she said 20,000 fewer American di- Americans died. Oh my God. I, I just, the, the shamelessness of just being right versus being, um, I don't know, good? Responsible? Being like, being... I don't know. Maybe seize on that, that like that, that trimmed your numbers a little bit, but he will even argue that just for the sake of an argument. That should speak to... And also like... So much about... Like, what? You're correcting a number of deaths. Yeah. Like, because how is how is the fact that she recorded it a week ago relevant? You should be, like, ashamed of saying the, uh, the only, it was incorrect number. It's the only criticism I'm you could sorry, find. In, idiot. It's not 150,000 lives. It's 170,000 lives. In your face, libs. That is a paraphrasing of what he said. <laughs> Oh, my God. And people will put his name on a sign in their front yard. Yeah. Folks, we have, we have please to. Vote. Please you vote. If you care. Please vote. And please don't vote for him. Please. I'm begging and you. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to really This talk. might be illegal, but I will give you a dollar. <laughs> if I will pay you to vote. I'm going to plead right now with, my, <laughs> my, with any listeners who are white, cisgender, uh, I don't know, default Christian. If you give a fuck about people of color, if you give a fuck about LGBTQ people, if you give a fuck about people that worship a different God than your grandparents did, um, it's just more important than ever to show a little bit of goddamn empathy. Your third party vote is not going to change the political party system this year. But you could just possibly make somebody you care about li- care about's life a little less miserable for the next four years. So do it, or I'll fucking come to your house, <laughs> and I won't hurt you. But I'm a really, really annoying house guest. That just sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm kind of a night owl. What do you mean you can't turn this up any louder? Do you have any more hummus? <laughs> Week seven. <laughs> Week seven. He, quit, hey, uh, he hasn't on. done his own laundry, so now he's just wearing my you're, clothes. You're out of OJ again. <laughs> uh, I think I think we've beaten. Yeah, I, political I mean, horse. yeah, the, I I don't I can't go down the ramp and and or down the ramp. I can't just keep going on and on and and get into like. People are sharing misinformation in this troubling political climate or or go through like a laundry list of everything that is object objectively bad about Trump as a president. Like there's just no point. It's no point because Trump Trump voters don't care. I'm not going to change anybody's mind. No, but not really. I can just try to to just plead appeal to like the third party voters or the cynics who don't want to vote at all. That's that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to third party voters and and the people who've gotten so cynical and jaded and disenfranchised by the whole process that they're just going to set this one out. And I'm just begging you, please don't. Yeah. And, and if, if you do it, just if you do it four years from now, I will drive you to a polling place and I will vote for cyborg Ralph Nader with you. <laughs> and. <laughs> And we can start making some change. Oh my but God. How, none of that change is going to happen. How perfect would it be if we just developed like a presidential AI? 
<laughs> like you know, a Jarvis? Yeah, like a Jarvis. And then every year, people vote for their particular party. And the party who wins, the AI assumes that party's, like, you know, ideology and policy, but the AI is programmed, rule number one, you're not allowed to harm a human. Rule number two, you must obey humans. Rule number three, you know, like the three... This, of- is, this is almost... The plot of RoboCop. <laughs> because part of the thing in their programming was he had the Directive 4. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. Yay! RoboCop for president. RoboCop for president. 2024. 2024. But I don't want you to think that this is like any of the dystopian science fiction you enjoyed in middle school. No, no, but no, no. Then this you is... just made a case for RoboCop for president. That's going to be my new t-shirt. What, who's Robocop's running mate? Don't do that. I'm so. T- I'm so. T- who's Robocop's running mate? Yeah. Um. Fucking cyborg Ralph Nader, obviously. Cyborg <laughs> Ralph Nader. His green Sears suit. His universal health care. Uh, don't do that. Don't. I'm. I'm so sick of seeing like cheeky little pop culture reference like campaign design T-shirts. Robocop 2024. Schaefer, please, please show me on this uh, ALF doll where pop culture hurt you. Please, just point point to the ALF doll where pop culture hurt you. Rise of Skywalker, okay? It hurt me on Rise of Skywalker. They thought I wanted to see an old character just because I liked him years ago and it made no sense to that story and it derailed an otherwise great trilogy. Rise of Skywalker did it. I'm not in a very good mood now. <laughs> <laughs> okay well, you, you want to wrap this up it's gonna yeah. be a shorter one let's, but like let's wrap this up i can't like i can't i can't even like pretend to care about megatron and starscream at this All point right. i just need to go no no that's fine that's fine that, i need can... to go for a walk to my kitchen and then back <laughs> <laughs> you need to come over to our place yeah, and I need you to lock you. I need to lock you down on the podcast so that when we come next month, we can talk about whether or not you did it or failed me miserably. Oh my God, you're gonna call me out right now to yeah. make sure that I. Yeah, are you coming over to my place to pet my puppy? I will in September. No, like like this week. <laughs> no, come on! It's Patreon Crunch Week. I got to finish up my Patreon stuff for this month. I owe a guest first to Mega Ran. Mega Ran, owe- understand. You need- I, I gotta edit this podcast. <laughs> okay, in the you- middle of all this shit, Lugo comes you, over. And it's like we gotta. Re- you need to tell me when you can come over to my place. Okay, to eat delicious pastries mm-hmm. and pet my dog. I'm gonna pet your delicious dog. Mm, gross. Well, I'll let you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. God damn it! No, that's the point of this. Oh, you! Want, I have to pick a time. Yes, on my- you need to pick. You need to pick a day. Right now, so that when we come next month, if we have a podcast, Roger, are you listening to this shit? You can, I can, I can either a say, "Hey, that was a great time we had that one time where we didn't see each other for months and months and months," oh or call you out for being an asshole. Well, listen here, Chuckles. I can't decide right now because mm-hmm. me coming there is contingent on the availability of Bunny Buxom because she is going to drive us there. So that I don't have to get on the train. Sure. Because she drives all over New York City now as it is. Sure. For work. So it's going to be when she 
is available to like for some day when she's coming back from work to pick me up and then make the drive up to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So I can't pick a day right now because I'm not sure what her schedule is going to be. So in your face, RoboCup. <laughs> it's going to happen though. You can call me out next month when I don't come over, but I'll, I'm going to come over okay. before we record again. Okay. You need, you need that sweet, sweet Instagram content and there's nothing better than a little puppy. That's true. I'm I'm just bleeding Instagram followers because I feel like over the past six months they've gotten tired because all of my content is like I'm doing a live stream show on Patreon. Sign for my Patreon. It's just flyers for these shows that I do constantly, and there's like no new content. I squeezed in like one picture of a cat in the middle of all that, sure, and got like 300 likes. And I think it was people just trying to be like, do this. We we don't care. We're right. Not, we're not going to your live stream show. <laughs> we're not signing up for your Patreon. Nobody cares. A lot of people care. Well, yeah. Enough people care. Enough people care. You always like those posts. Thank you. I always do. What the hell? Can, can you all hear this? Something, hey. something's go- There's like a war going on between Henry and Roger right Shut now. Shut up over there. Shut up. Shut up. Wait, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Shut up. We're recording over here. God, I hate those guys. Okay. You know what? Let's just let's just sign off. Yeah, I don't have anything to plug. I mean, I you have Patreon stuff. I got Patreon stuff. I got new content every month. I got another live stream show coming up soon. Um, I haven't exactly locked down the date, but just if you are following me on Instagram, I'm sure I'll post a flyer. If you follow me on any social media, you will find out when that next show is and and any special details about yeah. that show. And also, there will be another Four Eyed Horseman show next month. We've not locked down that date or our guest too, so I can't really plug anything. So. Follow me on things and you'll find out where I'm doing things and you can consume those things. Yeah. Uh, I am still doing the occasional Zoom show for various other productions. If you want to know what that is and see some magic and other shenanigans, then follow me on my particular... I don't do Twitter, so I think I'm just going to delete my Twitter because like, I don't... I never post on there at all. Uh, but I do a shit ton of Instagram because I love me some Instagram. So uh, that's uh, Nel- at Nelson Lugo Magic, I think. It's in, I think it's in the links. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's like a permalink. Permalink. This has been the Epic Piecast, episode 74. I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I've been your other host, Shafe of the Dark Lord. Be safe, Internet. Vote. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by calling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. 
For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Highcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm smell of Kalitas rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, I saw a shimmering light. My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim. I had to stop for the night. There she stood in the doorway. I heard the mission bell. I was thinking to myself, this could be heaven or this could be hell. Then she lit up a candle and she showed me the way. There were voices down the corridor. I thought I heard them say, Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place, such a lovely face. Plenty of room at the Hotel California. Any time of year, any time of year, you can find it here.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.